now tuned into the greatest. With just about over a week until the NBA season, we are here to give you the NBA season previews. I am joined, of course, with host of the Open Run podcast Will with Will Strickland. His yes, name sir. is Will Strickland. Yes, sir. And, of course, my name, Ryan Antonio Henry, host of Below the Hardwood. And all week, we are going to be breaking down the Western Conference. We previously listened, uh, not listened, but we previously discussed the Southwest Division. We're now looking into the Pacific Division. We're going to give you our winners, surprises, and just, again, talk about the teams that could, you know, show up, show out, who's in trouble. We're going to break right into it. And let's start with the surprises, Will. Um, let's look at which teams, you know, again, might stun, might turn some heads. Who do you have in the Pacific Division to, to do just that? Well, you have to name the teams in the division, Ryan, to make sure that we all know who they are. Who they are. So we, of course, have the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. Then you have the Phoenix Suns and the Kings. And obviously the history, if you want to kind of give like a brief breakdown this, this this division has predominantly been taken over by the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, dating back to the days of Magic. Then you have Kareem, you have Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Pal Gasol. Now you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis and a whole lot of other stars we're going to be talking about. Uh, naturally, the other teams involved, you know, the Golden State Warriors in, in this decade have have actually been the team to 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 come out of the Pacific Division, the winners. Uh, obviously, their uh, days with the well. Let me pump the brakes on you real quick. Let me yeah. pump the brakes on you real quick yeah. because you asked me for my surprise, and I just want you to name the teams. But thank you for throwing the me brief, that the brief history. Yeah. Oh, you threw yeah. me the alley oop. Yeah, and I'm gonna okay. take that. Okay, I'm gonna take that because, as you said, you know, over the past decade, the Warriors have been in that mix. They are the new kings of the Pacific. You know, the best in the West, if you want to say it like that. Yeah, and they're gonna be my surprise team this year. Okay. All right. I, I, I like where you're going with this. Let, let's go. Jordan Poole cut his hair and turned into a professional in the NBA. Okay. You watch these preseason games, and of course, it's always go blue, University of Michigan forever. Jordan Poole is Clay Thompson's replacement until he gets back, but he might be in the lineup a whole lot more once he does get back. Jordan Poole looks like an improved player. It looks like an NBA Ready talent right now. I'm talking about taking the leap this year. Could be a Jordan Clarkson six-man of the year candidate, depending upon how many games he starts for the Warriors this year. But that's going to be my surprise team. And I, I know it's kind of tough to talk about a team who was just in the finals in 2019 as a surprise team. But they had to play in the playing game last year. Jordan Poole have, had offensive talent, has offensive talent for sure. He's refined that and upgraded that immensely over the summer and Steve Kerr talked about him coming every day in the offseason like every day working out that level of dedication is showing itself and revealing itself on the court in these preseason games I understand it's preseason ask yourself if you've ever seen better preseason games in the NBA 
in the history of watching these games. These games are actually really regular season or end of the regular season quality for the most part. Packed houses. Packed, packed, packed arenas. And I'm trying to tell you right now, Jordan Poole, most improved player of the year, on the list along with another guy in this conference we'll talk about, or this division we'll talk about him in a minute. I don't That's hate it. That's my surprise. I don't hate it because you just named one or a couple of guys that you, you expect, but you have already rookie players that have been deemed to be NBA ready uh, on that team. Uh, Kaminga. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the impact of Kaminga and what he's going to do. Uh, you have a rookie center that he kind of, he got injured and sorry, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, Not James Wiseman. Well, well Wiseman. He's going to be in the second year. You're talking about Moses Moody. Mo, well, Mo, there's Moses Moody, but the fact that James Wiseman didn't really get, you know, a full run in his rookie year. So coming back, how is he going to look? They got a lot of players on that team that I feel not not necessarily would have a chip on their shoulder, but are going to come back hard, aggressive, and want to really prove that they are better than what they looked. Um, so I well, trying to get the band back together in Golden State. I mean, they brought guys in who had won championships there before. Because again, this is about culture. Yeah, you already got Steph, who is, you know, the culture. Yeah, and you got Clay Alexander Thompson coming back, Draymond Green being there. Yep. Bring in Iguodala, the 2015 NBA Finals um, MVP. Perfect. You bring back the great, the illustrious Jordan Bell to shore up your bench. I, I, this will be the only time you'll ever hear that phrase in the history of mankind about Jordan <laughs> Bell. And, and now you got the recently vaccinated Andrew Wiggins, who is not going to be a distraction anymore, hopefully. Uh, mm. But I'm I'm okay with Ryan with the uh, Warriors for surprise. But my surprise, and again, I don't know if you can count this team as a surprise, but I was surprised by their playoff actions, like what they did in the playoffs. I'm uh, I'm rolling with the Clippers because we know that there's no Kawhi to start the season. We don't even know when there will be a Kawhi. So you have Paul George running the team. You have Terrence Mann and Bobby Schmurda Light, who <laughs> is now the core. They're 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 the core of that team. And he, he earned that contract. Yes, um, he did. He he earned that contract. Um, the Clippers have, uh, again, a reputation of just falling short, not living up to expectations. They share the arena with the aforementioned Lakers, who uh, essentially it's a joke. You Not for long. Not for long. Not for long because, yes, they have plans to open up a new arena. Pardon me if I forget the year. Was it 2025, 2026? I think I it's 24. 24. 24. Yeah. Um, so they will, something like that. they will get their own arena, but I feel they proved to me the fact that they were able to uh, out uh, oust the Utah Jazz uh, without Kawhi being there. They were able to do what they did with predominantly Paul George being the number one option and guys like Terrence Mann and and, um, and, and uh, Schmerda Light coming through and and really taking that team beyond what people thought. Let's so, be clear on Reggie Jackson, a.k.a. <laughs> Bobby Smurda Light. <laughs> Reggie um, Jackson was the best player on that team in the playoffs. I Ooh, okay. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm signing off. Reggie Jackson he, was the best player on that team in the playoffs. They should have lost to Dallas. Post-Kawhi so injury. Post-Kawhi yeah. injury. Yeah. He was key for that team when Kawhi was uninjured or mm-hmm. as uninjured as Kawhi could possibly be. Because a guy just making 30, always injured, it's not going to bode well moving forward. Like, you don't get better. You don't heal up faster when you get older. I can tell you this from experience. So, no Reggie Jackson, no Western Conference playoffs. 
No, or Western Conference Finals, I'm sorry, at all. No. They don't make it there. No. Okay? Reggie Jackson played out of his mind. His exit interview after they lost to the Suns, I will never forget it. I will never forget it. I I used to have – I remember when John Wall used to, like, talk crazy about him when he was in Oklahoma City because he thought he was better than Russell Westbrook at the time. He should have been starting. That's how he felt. I remember that. I understand that as a player. You have competitive juices, but let's be realistic. He goes to Detroit. He's injured. He never really gets to show what he wants to show, running his own show. Then he humbles himself because, you know, life can come at you fast, bro. Gets to L.A., plays his role. Opportunity presents itself. He becomes that guy. They And he says, they saved my life. And he's talking about, like, the things – because as a player, again, you see yourself in a certain light. And then when that's taken away from you, you start to question everything about your life. That's a serious mental health issue. It's not just like, oh, man, he's just he's just down on himself. No, no, it's that's a real thing. When you invest so much time and, and sweat equity into your craft, to see it being taken away like that, it's tough. Yeah. So when the opportunity presented itself, he was ready. And I think he's still the best player on that team right now. And no yeah. disrespect to Paul Anthony George. Hey. And and that's that's why I kind of have them as my surprise. I, not that the Clippers are under anyone's radar, but you know, just the reputation of the Clippers, they they take a lot of heat. But from what they were able to do last postseason, oh, uh, uh, like that is warranted heat, sir. <laughs> that when you start talking about you got a championship. The next five <laughs> years of mine, where are you now, Patrick Beverly? Oh yeah, Minnesota. But we'll talk about them later on. The next five years of mine, and they're supposed to win. Oh. Kawhi making, you know, uh, New Balance commercials with, the, you know, the, the keychain with the the, the, the crown on it. Yeah. yeah we yeah. understand as we hoist another championship across the hallway in Staples, but that's neither here nor there. The expectations have always been unfair for guys who had never won anything except yeah. Kawhi. And that's why I got them as my surprise. But we, we, we talked about the Clippers. We talked about the Warriors. Uh, can we talk about the um, the runners-up in the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns? I like that you said runners-up. That is grammatically correct, sir. Runner I like up. that. I'm a fan. Uh, I'm the syntactician as well. So <laughs> just so you know, I think they are going to have a precipitous drop-off, which is okay. sad. One, Devin Armani Booker, who was an all-star on the anti-vax team, now has taken the vaccinations because he has what? COVID. On top of that, they're playing hardball with my man DeAndre Ayton, who made the leap last year. And I'm like, wait, so I see Shea Gildas Alexander get his check. I see Luca Lamar Doncic get his check. I see Michael Porter Jr. get his check. Don't agree with that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you about that when we get to Northwest, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But why shouldn't DeAndre Ayton feel that same one? Why are they playing hardball with a guy? And you say, well, we have to decide between Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton? Okay. The number really? one pick. The number one pick. Really? <laughs> really? Okay. Keep playing with this man money. You cannot mess with the church house money at any time. And so I'm going to see how he performs um, with these negotiation break, break, breaking down and then not re-upping him for the long term to create a core. And again, it's about culture. If you want to win now for Chris Paul and you got to that mountain, I think that there's going to be too many distractions in that um, clubhouse, clubhouse, in that locker room. 
to elevate to where they were last year. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I won't say regression, but they had a lot of things go their way last year. Mm. Um, a lot of injuries, but again, injuries I'll never take away from a championship. No doubt. But they 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 had a, they had a lot of injuries that kind of possibly helped them get to where they were. Uh, again, battling COVID, I don't think you're going to see that this season. Um, mm. More, I, I'm going to say more of the same from the Suns and this whole, like you mentioned, uh, contract dispute. I think that is going to doom them in the years to come. You have an aging Chris Paul that you just gave a lot of money. You have uh, Devin Booker, which he's always going to be solid for you, but it's going to cause some 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 nasty emotions in that locker room. And and who knows? Maybe I, I, at this point, even if they do give him the max, I think you kind well, of going to get his, he's going to get the super max money. But then you have to figure out who, and that's what they, that's what they're holding out, really. Yeah. But they want to also retain a guy like Mikael Bridges, who they think can be their Jay Crowder, a, a three and D glue guy, long term. That you have to pay, yeah. right? You're just gonna have to pay for them. Yeah. You understand the marketplace, or you're gonna go somewhere else and thrive, and that's possible with Mikel Bridges. Yeah, I, I just think it's gonna cause them problems down the road because now mm-hmm. Aiden's gonna be looking at this front office funny and saying, "Hey, this should have been done." Um, but that again, quite disrespectful. Quite disrespectful. Um, I'm mad because so- I like I like Champ James Jones in there, and he's done some great things there. Gonna make some tough decisions over the next couple of months. There you go. Uh, so I got more of the same from the Suns. They're not going to go too much higher than what they were. I don't see them going back to the finals, but I don't think they're going to really fall out of that top five in the West. I still have them there. Um, Kings, a team that I'm also going to say you're going to see more of the same from. Um, but I do feel that there is a trade demand coming from either De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald for the way they've been treated in the last two seasons. I'm going to tell you right now, Somebody's moving, and it won't be De'Aaron Fox. It'll be Buddy Heald because you need somebody who can create off the bounce, outside and inside. Buddy Heald's not a guy that's going to create for you toward the basket or anything like that. But you have the greatest Nick nomenclature in NBA rookie history, possibly, in off night. My man, 19, or was it, the 2021? NCAA champion, Baylor Bears, Davion Mitchell is one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA right now, and he's a rookie. Remember I said this, he's going to make – he probably makes first or second team all defensive this season. That's a glutted backcourt, though. When you talk about heel, talk about Fox, who's on and off the court, he scored 26 points a night for those guys. You love Tyrese Halliburton, who came in second in rookie of the year voting. You have to look at that and say, we have assets now, but how many times do you change over and like flush this thing out and, and break it down and build it up again? You have to create, again, a culture. I'm going to break the record saying culture, but you really do have to create an identity for a team that has not had an identity outside of losing in years. So shout you, out to you, Doug Christie and Mike Bibby, Pedro Stoyakovich, Chris Weber, Hall of Famer, Macy Edward Christopher Weber the third. <laughs> He, he got his respects. He got his flowers. Um, you actually said this uh, back in our other crossover episode back in the summer when BTH and the Open Run again met to discuss the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you gave uh, Davion Mitchell his flowers. And you know what? I'm going to sign off on that, too. It's a culture reset with him. He's going to mm-hmm. bring in things that 
again, have been missing from this franchise. I think the thing that stood out to me was his highlight package was him taking charges. How mm-hmm. often do you see highlight packages where the player is just taking taking it on the uh, the, the, the head? You, but you he's a competent enough player to run the point, make timely baskets. He can shoot the ball when necessary, but he's not a guy that says, I need to shoot 20 times a night. And that's what you need. De'Aaron Fox needs the ball in his hand to shoot that many times. Maybe play him in the off guard. Tyrese Halliburton can run the team whether he's starting or coming off the bench. And he's, he seems comfortable in either role. Yeah. So the odd man out ends up being Buddy Heald. Now, what do you get for that asset? Do you move him with Mar- Marvin Bagley for a guy like Ben Simmons? Do you want that in your locker room? I don't know. But eventually, those guys are going to be the pieces they try to put on the table to say, these are the assets we have. Look at us. Can we bring something in that makes sense to help to help our culture? And shouts out to, to my guy, assistant coach Roy Bobby Rana on that Canada. bench out there. And, uh, and, of course, Joe Dumars in the front office. Canada. Um, ben Simmons, uh, naturally, or actually a lot, his nickname online is Hollywood. Sacramento is in California, not too far away. So I, I don't think he'd hate it. I, I, I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd hate it. <laughs> he, he didn't want. He didn't want California, but it just wasn't in Sacramento, California. And I forgot to give Davion his, his love. His nickname, Off Night. If he's guarding you, you're gonna have an Off Night. It's one of the best nicknames ever. I love it. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, more, I got more of the same from the Kings. They, they got a future though. They got a future, but in that stacked division where, again, we talked about the Suns, we talked about the Warriors, we talked about the Clippers. There's one team that we haven't really talked about because I feel we're both leaning towards it. But I, again, I don't know what Will's going to say, but I got the Los Angeles Lakers as the winners of the division. When, when you basically ship out an entire team, I think there was maybe two, I could be wrong, two or three, three names that stayed on that team. You have THT, mm. you have LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. I'm pretty sure the entire roster beyond those three names got shipped out. Who do you replace them with? Chips on their shoulder guys who need rings. Chip on their shoulder guys that weren't treated well. Not that they weren't treated well, but have come back to, again, partner up with the guy who's going to get them the championship. So you have Carmelo Anthony. You have Dwight Howard, who... Had a funny exit coming out last season where he announced on Twitter that he was coming back to the Lakers, then had to take that back and go to the Sixers. But now Dwight's back again. You have Rajon Rondo. You have Malik Monk. Uh, The the list just keeps going on. And I'm just wondering, how do they have all the roster spots? They just keep grabbing these names. I'm not even done yet. You had Trevor Ariza. We just found out Trevor Ariza is going to be out for possibly a month or two. I could be wrong. Um, but you just bring back all this championship pedigree, guys who are hungry for the chip. Russell Westbrook, who I, to be honest, think he actually could still be in the run for MVP when LeBron finally has a member who he can now hand the keys off to, which he's been waiting for for the last five years of his career. He's in year 19. He wants to give the keys away. Russell Westbrook is a guy with the chip that needs to show up and show out to get it. So I got the Lakers winning the division. And I am going to co-sign that with you. But again, when you look at that on paper, those names sound great in 2013. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 2013 All-Star team. These guys are all, the majority of their key players are 37 and above, or 35 and above, I should say. Yeah. You know, LeBron James is going to be 37 at the end of the year. Trevor Reza is 35, 36. 
Dwight Howard's 35, 36. You know, Wayne Ellington's not getting any younger. Anthony Davis is about to turn. Is he 30 now, I think? He just got married this summer. Yep. You know, so these guys are, you know, the fact that he's going to this 10th year in the NBA, how fast does it go by? Oh. And you see these guys, on paper, they have the oldest team in NBA history. Carmelo Cain, Anthony is the oldest guy in the league right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's older than LeBron. So you have all this, these names, you have this name value, and they feel like the, the experience, I cannot forget about Rajon Pierre Rondo. They have all this experience, and we're going to see how these young guys do because it's really not about the older guys to me. In the early part of the season, they're going to take some lumps because they're still trying to figure it out. But Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, THT, McClellan. those guys have to show and prove. And I'm a big fan of another Go Blue guy, Chandy Brown. You're going to see him make an impact because Trevor Reese is out. You're going to see him early on. And once you get him into rotation, I really like what they're going to bring off the bench. They have a lot of rotation pieces. Dwight Howard's, or not Dwight Howard, but Highland DeAndre Jordan is basically big man insurance because he's the writing remains of DeAndre Jordan from back in the day, from the Clipper days. Um, but now I just think that at the end of the day, like you said, when you have the ultimate X factor in the NBA, who can take you any team he's ever been on to the NBA Finals, no matter what the roster uh, composition looks like. He traded an entire team in Cleveland midseason and still made it to the finals in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So when you have someone like that who can manage not only the cap situation, like Rob Palenka did, getting all those all-stars for less than $15 million total, and retaining, obviously, one of the greatest, if not the greatest player who ever breathed air on this planet to lead them, you give yourself a good chance. They are the you know odds-on favorite to win not only this division but also the conference and possibly the NBA title. It, it looks like that. It looks like that. It's not going to be easy again when you basically re you ship out the entire team. Chemistry is still a thing. You look back at 2011, the Miami Heat get all the way to the finals, but LeBron and Wade didn't know who was going to take the helm, which possibly caused them to ring. Um, so. Again, similar situation. You have a super well, it won't happen team. now. It won't happen now. And don't <laughs> call them a super team. They were a super team in 2013. They're a super team on 2K when you look at the names. But right now, they are just a veteran, a, a savvy veteran team with a leader who's at the tail end in the autumn of his career, True. still playing at the highest level in the history of the game after 19 seasons to be so an MVP candidate, to be easily – could be the best player in the league, and to a lot of people, it still is. That wasn't the case with Carl Malone or Michael. Or not, well, he didn't play that long. Um, you know, Robert Parrish played, played the most years in the NBA. Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, none of those guys were considered. Even Kobe being Bryant, blessed dead. At this point in their careers, they were not the best players in the league. No, definitely not. So, you know, he what he's doing, and Steph Curry even co-signed this is the standard for playing the, you know, longevity in the league. You know, yeah. you have to actually be good too, but to be at the top level and still be in the league like this is unprecedented. And we'll see the results at the end of the year. Yeah. I, I look at Duncan, Dirk, Vince in their, you know, their 19th and 20th plus years. 
not the same guys. Not LeBron even close. James is in MVP voting in his 19th year. Eight, 18th year. He's in MVP voting. So um Lakers. I got Damn Solomon team. Hill. Damn Solomon <laughs> Hill. Um <laughs> uh, let us know who you guys think is taking the Pacific Division crown. Uh, again, you can hit us up on wearepress.net. Uh, you can find the Open Run podcast with Will Strickland. You can find Below the Hardwood with my co-host, Alan Shane Lewis and Dexter Ariola every week. And, of course, we're going to continue this off in the Western Conference when we talk about the Northwest Division uh, in the next podcast. You can find that, again, Spotify iHeart, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere podcasts can be found. Again, I'd like to thank you for listening in to the Pacific Division, and we're out. <laughs>